Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Another week. We're still deep in the thick of things in the offseason. This is Hogs Night of Portcast. Not much going on, but we're here to talk about it. We got Dr. Chris Jones, Beej Roomba, uh, Nebot Neal, and Brian from Hogs Haven here. Thanks for tuning in. Um, so, guys, let's get right into it. I prefaced it. There isn't a ton of Redskins stuff going on right now. There was rookie mini camp, so we finally got our first look at. Dwayne Haskins and Bryce Love in their Redskins practice jerseys. I don't know about you. I thought they looked pretty good in them. Uh, they, they look great. The jerseys seem to fit. So yeah. I mean, they got a good tailor. I I don't know. I always do get a little bit excited the first time you see like a guy you drafted actually wearing the burgundy and gold. And like, sure, maybe they're like wearing sweatpants and they're inside the dome in Ashburn, but it sort of like gives you a little bit of a taste of what might be, you know. For me, I feel like I would feel that way if I was the scout that promoted that pick. Yeah. But I, I, I see where you're coming from. Um, but you never know who's who's going to be good enough to to make the leap and actually perform at the NFL level. But I'm I'm excited, and I think uh, it's a good thing that these teams go through this to kind of narrow down. Or, I don't know, trim the fat and see who's cut out for it. It's just like an opportunity to see, like, okay, like, the, it, it, it's the first time it's real, you know? Yeah. Like, it's the first time that you're like, okay, these are our guys. Um, again, like, none of us were out in Ashburn watching them sort of, like, jog around for a little bit. But I heard really nice things about um, Montez Sweat, who everybody really wanted. Montez! And they, like, traded back in to get. I'm frankly I think that their front seven next year is gonna be one of the best in the league. You know, you think about the Jonathan Allens and Deron Paynes and they still have they got sweat, the the linebackers, I mean there were some Kerrigan. holes, but Kerrigan, like any front seven that has those guys, um it's gonna be really fun to see what they're able to do. And anytime you can slot a guy in, he's gonna start probably week one. So. I think yeah, I think so. So you know that 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 was like the football-related news that came out of the Redskins camp. And the the other thing I really want to talk about, and we're going to keep this relatively short. We respect everyone's time, given that we're in like the middle of nothing time for the Redskins. Is that uh, we were thinking about getting together a week ago to talk about 
the Trent Williams news, and I'm doing air quotes for anyone who can't see what's going on. Um, for everyone who can't see, sorry. Well, there are three of you here, <laughs> and then presumably maybe the people that we know will listen to this. Sure. But, um, so the, the Cliff Notes version of it was there were some rumblings and some rumors, mostly perpetuated via Twitter, via um, Jason Lockenfora, who has history as a broadcaster or like as a as a as a newsman in the area that Trent Williams was unhappy wanted to either be cut or traded because he was less than pleased about historically how the Redskins handled his health so Williams has arguably really inarguably been one of the best offensive linemen in the league since he came in you know like think about how big a freak he has been We've been very lucky to see him play, right? Yeah, yeah, we have. He's also yeah. been a, a warrior. Every every time he's in, he's bandaged and he's he plays hurt yeah. a, a good amount. But he's still so much more capable than whoever is next in line. And he well, he bounces back. Yeah. You know, he gets hurt, but every single year you see him back in the lineup. And there are guys, and we could actually maybe talk a little bit about this. There are some guys who. The Redskins would love to have his heart and, like, his fight who take injuries. And, you know, like, I am very – I'm genuinely impressed by Trent Williams and his ability to go out there. And he does his job, I think. I I honestly believe – I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He is so – it's hard to quantify what an offensive lineman does. Drafted 2010. 2010. Okay, so this will be his ninth – season in the league. It's hard to quantify what he does. Pro He's amazing. Wow. We were so lucky to get him. Silverback. Amazing. Roster status active. Yeah, that's big. I mean, we're, we're in the middle of, <laughs> of June. But so there were there were, all of that is to say there were some rumblings that he was unhappy about the way that the Redskins training staff has handled his injuries in the past. Can I just say, like, from... He's 30 years old. Oh, wow. From this, this past week, yep. it's been quite confusing to try to follow um, this news. I mean, there was a quote out there that he never wanted to play for the Redskins again. Right. That was what Lockham Forrest said. That, like, oh, he wanted to be cutter traded. Yeah. Immediately. And then he was, like, upset about the, the Redskins... Like the training staff, the training and like staff the way that they have dealt with his injuries, and then people are saying, "Oh, he also wants to get paid as well." And so, I think whoever this is turning out to be is just a, a jumbled mess of yeah. And then the the final piece of that story, and like thanks for filling in some of the blanks there, because those are all things that happen over the course. All of this happened in like a seventy two hour period, and then Adrian Peterson came out and said, you know, that. like. Yeah. We're best buds. I've never heard him say any of these things. So we went from doom and gloom, Trent Williams is mad at the Redskins and won't resign, to I like who's reporting this? Like we need to look at this with some skepticism. To someone who he he recruited AP to be on this team. I mean, they were doing off-season workouts Those together. Workouts, yeah. And and then the story just like kind of disappeared. So this is all stuff that like we were we were yeah it was like silence 
and then people were, or like a, a couple of days, and people were concerned. Is like the silence a good thing? That like said what was going to be, or is silence a bad thing? That uh, they're not communicating. Right. Does this either mean that it was completely false, or does this verify that it was true? And the fact is, like, if this is a negotiation tactic, because he he is looking to try to get another. He's contract. on uh, like his last year. I, I believe that's correct. Um, he's he stands to either like go into free agency or, and he's been in some negotiation with the team. So, you know, if if you're a savvy agent, you maybe like you plant a story in the news, but at the same time, it just like it's it's been it's frustrating. And really, what I wanted to discuss was it seems like every time there's some semblance of normalcy for this team. They thrive on chaos. They thrive like anytime there's like blood in the water, people really want to like sink in and just be like, no, 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 like we're we're here for this. And I'll, I'll I'm gonna admit something, and I probably shouldn't do this. On Hogshaven on the site when we where we broadcast, our biggest days on the site are the days when things are not going well, when there's like chaos, when there's things going on, and it makes me wonder. A, is this an organization that knows that and tries to feed into it? Is it the player and his representatives trying to capitalize on the attention? Or is it just like an organizational, like a like a systemic, a culture thing where it's just like the Redskins can't be normal? Like and I you know, like we're not fans of other teams, but like it just feels so I'm like I don't enjoy being stressed out over stuff like this. Do you? Well, that this just goes with the thing, the whole thing that like you never really hear when someone does something right, when something does something wrong, it gets blown up. Like that's how like sure. everything works. Like, and in DC, that's how it's always been. Like, but anytime people do something right, it's like, oh great, they did their job. But if you do something wrong, then you're like, all right, let's let's really shine a light on them. Let's let's prove what they did wrong. But people love reading into that because. I don't know why, but that those are the most hit articles every time. Any any DC team, people love who's going to get fired, who, who, who who's yeah. going to be at fault for this. This is like I don't know. We our DC thrives on that for some reason because we were I guess until last year we were losing culture. Caps changed it, so I'm, I'm hoping they open up the floodgates for DC teams. But they our our culture in DC we. We love that sort of stuff. That that's the most hit like radio. Every time you want to listen to the radio, the day we lose from a, a sure win playoff series, you listen the next day. I agree somewhat, but I mean, regardless of the sports town and their um, success as a sports city, any chaos is gonna own own the show for that day if it's a big enough story. But it, it is something to say about the skins that it seems to kind of only be the thing that, that runs this town. And I think yeah. that's something that needs to change. Stabby, do you know if Trent Williams is like still slayed to play? I mean, he's still trying to recover from what was, by all accounts, like a, a pretty bad injury. And anytime you're that big, like, it is harder to recover. Yeah. And, you know, I alluded to it a little bit, but... Um, I don't know if you guys get the Facebook ads from the Redskins that try to order single game tickets. No. I get a lot of those ads, and they're all like 
come see Jordan Reed and the Redskins play. And all the comments in the Facebook like posts are just like, this is embarrassing. Like, oh, come see Jordan Reed play six games and then pretend to be injured. <laughs> for the-. So it's just like, you know, Trent Williams is a guy who, again, I believe, I really believe he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But, like, what else is there right now to hang your hat on? Apparently the team seems to think that Jordan Reed is, like, the guy that's going to sell tickets. I don't know. Neither here nor there. The reason I kind of brought that up is, like, I thought this story, I'm using air quotes, like, could have very well not have been a story. As long as, like, he's there to suit up at the beginning of the season, like, what's the point of all this, really? I mean, it's just a little bit of what you're talking about, like, chaos and uh clicks for whoever's writing the story right it i don't think it's that big of a deal as as long as he's playing yeah and again like it could be a negotiation tactic maybe his representation like slipped it into the media to try to create some leverage but like why i don't know and this is like an unanswerable question but it just seems like why is it that that's the thing that gets attention you know, like, why is it that, like, we can't just settle down and have things go okay? And kind of with that, I am so glad that we're not having hard knocks. Yeah, with so the, that's, with that's the, the other um, the other news of the week is that, the so there's a certain set of criteria that a team has to fall into in order to be eligible to be in hard knocks. Or, like, disqualified from it. So, like, if you were a playoff team the previous year, that you can't get it. If you have a new head coach or, like, a rookie quarterback. Like, no, I guess, well, they have a rookie quarterback. So there's a certain number of things. And the Redskins were one of eight or nine teams that were they, eligible. They seem to be the front runners, Redskins and Raiders. It seemed to be, wow, like, the two so teams that I heard. They're just, like, they were it's among enough. the group of teams that could have been selected and a lot of people seem to have a Gruden coaching you. Well, and uh, they flipped a coin and they went to Oakland. Yeah, Jay even made a comment like, "Take it over the John's court." So you you would not you would not have wanted the Redskins to have been on Hard Knocks. No, I mean, I don't know. There, there's already enough distractions. I can't see a, a positive outcome of that. I mean, it would be entertaining television for Hard Knocks. I'm sure they would do pretty well, but uh, as a fan of the Redskins, I would not want to see that. What about you guys? I I've only like watched one one series from that show. I think it was the Atlanta Falcons. That was a good one. Yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I think it would be cool because I don't see enough behind the scenes locker room type footage where you can see how the coaches and players interact outside of normalcy. I would like that, but I do agree. I think this is a big season for the Skins, and it could be a turning point in their franchise in terms of establishing, hopefully, a winning culture. So I agree. Let's not let's not cloud the minds of these players trying to, I don't know, make a name for themselves on HBO. I mean, what it's only through training camp, or when does this? Yeah, through training end? camp. Yeah. That's right. Still, still, I mean, just just focus on the task at hand and just getting ready for the season to start. So. That, it, that only serves as a distraction. It's great to see as a fan, but realistically, you probably don't want your team to be on that show because it's going to center around chaos and like a team that's trying to find its its footing. Well, if, the, if you're on the show, 
you're bad. Yeah, yeah. But I think Oakland has a they they're probably going to be okay this year. I mean, they got Antonio Brown. I like Derek Carr. I like Gruden. They kind of I think they tanked a little bit on purpose last year. That may be. I didn't think they were going to be as bad as they were. I don't think they're. I don't know. think they're going to be significantly better. I they, they, respect they, they have the way, pieces. Yeah, but they lost Mac right, and that was a big right. Loss. Well, he went to Chicago yeah. last season. I think you know I can sort of see both sides of the issue. One of the things that we discussed in one of our earlier episodes is the Redskins' loss of relevance around the league. And the fact that, you know, like, what was a once great and, like, paid attention to franchise has kind of become, a like, an afterthought. And anytime you're on Hard Knocks, you're going to get that attention. Yeah, And tying back into where we started on this conversation, the Redskins, to an extent, sort of seem at times to be in that no bad attention, no attention is bad attention type mindset I mean the story that we're ready to rear and ready to go and talk about was like a bad a negative story and then like it totally fizzled out so I think I could sort of see like you don't want the the distraction there but at the same time like if you're on hard knocks you're gonna get the extra scrutiny and that may not be a good thing so I almost feel like it could be a uh, a way that Gruden could be promoting some positivity because I almost feel like he could be treating that as an opportunity to be like, hey, I might be out of a job if this season doesn't go well, but yeah. teams could see how I interact and how how it goes. I mean, still, they're not going to be in the heart of the season when it's filming, but still just how he interacts. And it could be kind of a good way for opposing scouts or whatever to be see just how he deals with the players and be like, this guy could fit in as a head coach here or he could be an assistant. But, I mean, I think it's probably a good answer. Like, you didn't win it if, if you even wanted to win it, but still, I think it's good. You're happy. You understand you didn't get it and just focus on the season now. Like, there's no more distractions. Yeah. Just get your team right for week one. Well, I mean, we're still kind of in the thick of things being quiet. I don't know about you guys, but I think um, that's not the worst thing in the world. As things start to ramp up, we'll be right there to analyze and scrutinize it from our perspective. So once again, thank you all for tuning in. For Dr. Chris Jones, for Nebot Neal, for Beej Roomba, and for Brian from Hogshaven, this was Hogs Night, a podcast. <laughs>